Oh, some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, coming in hot with episode 110 of the Football Played on Paper podcast. Full seating here today. All the boys are here. Stacked show, bit of a review, bit of a preview, um, and some weekly happenings to get through. But uh, let's whip around the table real quick. Uh, Job, how are you going, mate? Yeah, really well, mate. Glad you really brought some energy this week too. Uh, Yeah, the Discord said it was down, but um, I think it's up. So, yeah. We'll uh, we'll go through that in the Discord. Um, obviously, in the chat where all things get resolved, all things get resolved in there. You know that. Um, and Barney's here with us. Barn, how is our NFT project going? Uh, NFT project is going along very well. Um, I think Good. we're going to start jamming in segments into Jobber's Crypto Pod um, <laughs> on NF- from our NFT specialist Josh. So we'll yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm doing a line of uh, Native Australian animal artwork. Uh, I've seen it. some of those drawings. <laughs> yeah, Barney knows they are unique. Like they don't even need yeah, to be. Yeah, it's NFTs. a good way to describe them. Yeah, th- they're not fungible. Th- yeah, I think they're going to sell better than Jobber's um, coked out footballers line. Um, that really didn't get too far. <laughs> yeah. at all. Well, those selfies he was taking <laughs> last weekend. That was it. Mainly selfies. <laughs> just, just behind my OnlyFans. Um, like it, it, it's really popular with the over fifties men. I, I don't know why, but. <laughs> You know, yeah. you, you got to market, you got to cater to it. So. Those tight well, shirts. Ha- Paul Gascoigne bought how many? He bought the first 400, <laughs> didn't he? Or Paul, at Paul Gascoigne <laughs> underscore 69, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Um, Halsey, you're with us, mate. Good to see you, mate. Yeah, cheers. I, uh, I'm a bit late to the party. I, I'm wearing a grey T-shirt tonight for those who are listening oh, at home. And, uh, not oh. one of you guys is wearing a grey T-shirt. but uh, Yes, we've all got no shirts on, obviously. Um, like, oh, <laughs> stop flexing, Sean. Sure, no. Yeah, why are you standing up again, Jobber? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Um, well, let's get stuck into a bun. Um, weekly happenings, what have we got to get through? All righty. So as everyone could have seen coming from a mile away, Bobby Martinez's job share proposal between Everton and the Belgian FA has obviously failed. And the Belgian FA have rejected it. So he came to them and said, can I do the Everton job while also doing the Belgian job? They obviously said no. I believe I heard there's only like one or two international breaks before the end of the year. Something ridiculous like that because the tournament's on at the end of the year. So he probably thought he could sneak it in, but not allowed. What, yeah, what all of the um, legal boffins out there that listen to our pod, I think they were across that, that there was something buried in his contract that he can't take on um, another job simultaneously. So, yeah, it looks like the Belgians are across all of the uh, T's and I's within the contract. So, yeah, no, no good for Martinez because he was looking for that cha-ching, cha-ching double payday. What, was he actually offered the Everton job? Can we just confirm that or did he just say to... Did he go to the FA and say, can I get a job share? And they're just like, no, but what job are you going to get? Because like, they can't give him the – I feel like my memory is longer than other people's because he was sacked by Everton. I think they were like uh, like mid-table going fucking nowhere. Like, he had like one good season, right, I think. Yeah, and it wasn't the last one, which is always the most important one. Job, I think it was that Harry Redknapp style where uh, a job comes up, man, and he's like, oh, I'm going to have to rule myself out of this one. And everyone's like, well, Harry, we didn't really think you're in for the Real Madrid job anyway, but yeah, thanks for ruling yourself out. Or Sven Goran Eriksson's good at it as well. Like a job comes up and he's like, oh, nah, I couldn't I- possibly take the Brazilian national team on after this World Cup. <laughs> Not now, not with my social calendar. And Barney, I just wanted on record too that I am officially ruling myself out of the Everton job as of now. <laughs> Thank God. Barney, take, take, since you're taking minutes, take this down. I'm officially ruling myself in of the Everton job. So. <laughs> you can't do a job share as hosting this pod and the uh, Everton job, Sean. It's too That's much. Right? Yeah, and, um, and they both pay um, yeah, heaps too. So Equally as poorly. All right. Uh, let's move on to another interesting one here. Arsenal are currently being investigated by the English FA for suspicious betting. So in the uh, Arsenal-Leeds game where Arsenal won 
So they were four one up late on, and Xhaka got a yellow card in like the eighty second minute for time wasting. <laughs> Why was that kick. suspicious? No, because someone, someone placed a $65,000 bet about two minutes before that. Yeah. And then he got the yellow. I, I bet that he would get the yellow, got the yellow. So they're he, he being investigated. Well, I, I feel as though that when I read this, I was like, this is going to come back to um, <clears throat> one of two players within the Arsenal squad. The first one I thought would be Aubameyang. I thought he'd be top of the list. But not far behind him, I thought um, Xhaka would be uh, real close. So... Yeah, looks like it's coming back to Xhaka, but I knew that it was going to come back to one of those two. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's got to be one of those two. They're always in the controversy these days for um for Arsenal. Did you hear about uh, Abemian getting sent home from Afcon? Yeah, no, with the heart problem. This? No, the, but apparently the, also what? the art problem. This will be him, him and I think him and uh, who was uh, Lamina have a have potential heart issues oh, coming heart. from yeah, um, getting coronavirus. I think. But also, they were they both went out for dinner in Dubai on their layover on their flight when they were specifically told not to leave the hotel and posted about it on social media. Clever as well. Big dogs got to eat. So that did, obviously didn't go to him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you think it's right. weird they had a stopover in Dubai? Like it's if if they're in the UK, don't, wouldn't they just fly? Don't don't read into it too much. You know? Yeah, I, I, don't, right. I don't think it was a necessary stopover, but it was a stopover nonetheless. Yeah, because I mean Heathrow doesn't really fly everywhere, does it? So that that's no. Nah, so you've got to go. I think really if you're airport. if you're a Bamiyang, you've got to go Heathrow, Paris, out to Dubai. Luton. Yeah, um. <laughs> back on a Gatwick, and then you're out of there. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, and Bordeaux in League One have shirt sponsor has jumped ship, or should I say, they've been kicked off the ship because they were posting too many memes taking the piss out of Bordeaux. <laughs> so their shirt sponsor was Winamax, who's a betting company, gambling company, and they um were posting a bunch of memes all season. They only, so they only signed on to start of the year, posted a bunch of uh, memes about them all season because. Bordeaux are having a terrible one. They're 19th in the league. They're looking like they're going to get relegated. And uh, so then they, Bordeaux said, no, nah, we're done with you. We've had enough. And uh, Winamax's response was, we've been looking for a good defense for one hour, but like the Girondins, we can't find it. And that was the that was their sign off from the uh, from the deal. <laughs> That's not bad. I, I can just tell that like the social media manager of the, and who like runs the account is like, you know, a 17-year-old punk just like throwing up spicy memes. Um, and then it's not until the marketing department heard it and they're like, oh, what? Don't put that up. We've just signed like a, a you know, 4 million euro deal um, with Bordeaux. So, yeah, can you take it easy on them? But, yeah, too little, too late and they Pl- are off the shirt. Plot twist. I reckon there is a really good chance that the social media manager is like the son or daughter of like some sort of owner or director of that company. Potentially. Really? Well, as, otherwise, you'd just sack the social media manager, wouldn't you? Yeah, but why would they leave the sponsor then? They've, I imagine they've, got, they've sunk some money in there. Or is this part of the sponsorship? They're like, we'll go out with a bang and this will get more news than anyone. Oh, that's 21st century thinking. Yeah, that's that edgy. is. These, yeah. it's, all part, it's all part of the deal. I'll, I'll explain it to you off air, Barney. There's a bit going on there. <laughs> Cheers. All righty. And on to transfer news. And we got... Big moves being made. Ben Arthur, yes, he's still playing. He has not finished up. He's still alive. He's joined Lille, the French champions. Is this going to reignite his career or will he play good for six games and then go into sort of non-existence again? How old is he now? Oh, the wrong side of 30, like Jobber. Oh, yeah, nah, no chance. This screams payday. One last payday. And then he goes to the US or China. He's probably already been there. He's come back he? from there. Yeah, true, true. He's been all over lately, hasn't he? He's played for a lot of French clubs. A lot of French clubs. Yeah, understandable. And I think he had a stint in over in uh, the Middle East, potentially. And then he's come back now, just yeah, looking for that last payday. But yeah, he's um he still pretty flashy, but yeah, he's not gonna be a starter for Lille and might do some good things, but will not last like it all the teams he plays at. Yeah, yeah. Be, I'd say he'd be fit. Were, he would be fit. <laughs> I reckon he's always a bit of a Van der Vaart situation. Temple for sure. 
Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> request a, a double XL shirt. I think when he comes back from from preseason, <laughs> yeah, with a stretchy gut. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm and not excited about this at all. Last one we want to touch on here is Barcelona making smart moves. We've talked them to death. They've obviously in a shitload of debt. They've you know struggled to even sign on players for the season. So what's your next transfer move? Sign a 15 year old Brazilian for 40 million euros. It hasn't gone Never. through yet, but it is potentially on the uh, on the happy on the happy haps. And this may be post selling Dembele. Is that right, Job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the bit that I was interested in, Sam. So Dembele came out and refused the new contract, which is brazen from him, considering he plays one game a month. Um, but the the president came out and said after he refused a contract, it wasn't like it's a negotiation. He's like, we're selling him. So I'd be really interested to see because that seems like a typical Manchester United signing. <laughs> Expensive winger. It does. Can't really play. Doesn't fit in anywhere. I think he's going to be a great fit. He's worth a lot of money, so he must be good. Yeah. Who, who yeah. else would be sniffing around? You guys PSG, reckon? PSG, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True, true. Because they can afford to, t- to waste 80 mil. Yeah, yeah, and if Jesse Lingard falls into Newcastle, like it just could be a real roller coaster after that for other clubs. Maybe Newcastle come knocking. Kickstart their oh, next half of the season. Shit. Imagine that coup. Imagine him and Chris Wood. Oh, mate. Imagine that in the championship. What a connection. Oh, yeah, what a fall from grace <laughs> that would be. It, he signs for Newcastle and he's playing the championship six months later. That would be amazing. All right, let's get cracking into the games that happened over midweek. We had the EFL Cup semi final uh, Liverpool 2, Arsenal 0. Uh, Josh, were you happy with your boys? How they went about this? Yeah, can't complain, especially with the the big dogs out at Afcon still. Um, yeah, got the job done. It was, seemed like a pretty even match for the for the most part. Um, it seemed like Liverpool were just a bit more fortunate and clinical with their finishing. Um, I didn't I didn't actually catch what I because I didn't watch the whole game. I didn't catch what uh, Partey got his first yellow card for. Was it like descent? By any chance, did anyone see that? I saw the second one. That was dumb. That was a dumb tackle. I didn't see the first. No, I thought it was descent, but I didn't see it. I think it, it might have been after Jota's goal. He looked like he was getting in the ref's face because um, that went to VAR. I did appreciate the fact that Jota scored um, and then the, VAR, the ref's like offside, whatever. And so then when VAR gave the goal, they went and did the full celebration in the corner and like really gave it to the supporters. So yeah, I appreciate disrespectful. that. No, I love to see it. I kind of don't understand arguing with the ref after VAR's decided it's offside. Yeah, I don't know what he was arguing well, about. I kind of what annoys me is them the defenders appealing for offside. Oh, that is that, the dumbest makes, thing ever nowadays. It made no it's sense so before. It makes even less sense now to appeal yeah, for offside, especially stop Eric, it. If it's, Eric if it's Dyer close, is, he's not oh, going to give it. Yeah, huh? that's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Eric Dyer is the worst at it. He does it yeah, so he does much. A lot. It's yeah. fucking annoying. It's like as. a reflex though. And yeah. A forearm probably like when you caught out. Yeah, but they've been playing with that v- with VR yeah. for 18 months now. So, yeah, yeah I, I bet it would be a reflex to start with. But, I mean, 18 months on, like you got to <laughs> change. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was a good win for Liverpool. And, yeah, Arsenal had some chances definitely. Uh, party really ruined the party by uh, getting that red card, and now he's out for this weekend's fixture against... Well, were they playing this weekend? He just kept the AFCON party going, didn't he? The bit of hustle Oh, yeah, he, he brought his Ghana form back home with him. He really did. did. Yeah, um, I, heard a, I heard on the grapevine that Arsenal have now gone 8 hours and 35 minutes of play since they last scored a goal against Liverpool. Yeah, that sounds lot. about right. Nil all and 4-0 previously. That's about Good 8 stat. hours and 35 Great minutes, stat. yeah. So who, who's, who's still left in this, um, you know, nothing competition then? Chelsea. Chelsea and Liverpool. <laughs> Chelsea and Liverpool. So yeah, just two teams, final. and I believe they call that a final. Yeah, thanks. It snuck up on us, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So the FA Cup, Sean O doesn't care. Exactly. No, I was the same literally this week. I was like, oh, shit, this is semis. There you go. Go you fuck cup, yourselves. I would kill for an <laughs> AFL Cup right now. <laughs> I oh, know, yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah, if you're it's, in the it's hunt, below us, but yeah, you could, you guys could do it. Yeah, all right. If you're in the hunt, you're, tell, you're telling me, Jabba, for the league, and you're not going to win the league. Like Liverpool, Chelsea need to win, need to pick up these kind of cups. So, so to 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 like remain legit, Relevant. like make the season Relevant. salvageable. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly All right. right. And we'll move on to some EPL games that are on midweek. Uh, first one was Brighton won, Chelsea won. Another shit performance by Chelsea in the league. What's what's going on with them? They can't they can't sort themselves out. They absolutely smoked Tottenham in the AFL Cup, both legs, <laughs> and then they barely turn up against uh, Brighton. Um, what's uh, what's the I issue? Don't know. Then they're just shit now, aren't they? It's pretty much. I, I, no, I, I that's, honestly that's don't very, know what it is. Very deep analysis no, from what, you there, Josh. I can't um, come up with anything no, else. What, what they've done is they, they've lost they, they've lost their two wing backs. I generally I know think that that's changed yeah. their their style and and how um, aggressive they are. So appreciate that they're wing backs, but they've they hardly score any goals anymore um, now that uh, Chile and um, Reese James are out, which is I suppose as you say it's out, as you say it, it sounds unusual, but yeah, they really do launch launch their attacks. They played a back four in this game as well, which was um, a little bit That's unusual, weird. but just goes to show um, how many. Uh, I think we I said it on the pod at the start of the week how many defenders they've got out at the moment. So yeah, they've gone to from a back five to a back four, um, and they're missing some of their real um, strong attacking weapons out there. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be working, and you could see he was trying different things against Brighton because we had the midfield like quadrant of Kante, Jorginho, Zayich, Mount, plus hudson Adoy up top with Lukaku. And it just yeah. doesn't – it's not coming together. I don't, and honestly, you're better off chucking Timo Werner out there. Like it just – they were – I thought they were really inept. It was really disappointing performance. And disappointing I, I, and an yeah. unusual formation. Like that's something that like an interim manager at like a um, a B-league team <laughs> would do, you know what I mean? Like Ranier type two, scenario. Two, two. Yeah. Like Duncan yeah. Ferguson you're getting that, yeah. I imagine. No, it, yeah. it was unusual. But um, <laughs> I think Brighton did well to, to get a point. I think going into the game, Brighton would have been happy um, with a point. Um, and yeah, Webster got the goal. How else? You could If you haven't seen it, it's the goal is exactly what you think it is um, from Webster. Um, and the other thing I want <laughs> to mention on this, yeah, the other thing I want to mention on this game is, um, Danny Welbeck's hairline. I mean, at what point he's gone the, he always had the, he always had the five head as opposed to the forehead. Um, so that was creeping back and then he's not quite a Bamiang. Um, but he's definitely, he's, he's like definitely not. Javinho um, territory. Yeah. Javinho territory. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's in there. Which is basically no man's land for those um, nah. tricking hairlines inside the Premier League. That's a shock. <laughs> if he tips his head too far back, his hair's going to fall off. It's shocking. I'm, I, I think, I'm, not, I'm not that detailed with that. Sort of, uh, but Chelsea um, have now scored in all 10 of their away games against Brighton. But Brighton are now unbeaten in each of their last three Premier League games against sides starting the day in the top three. Sorry, really sorry. Can you get back to that first stat? What's the, what's the point of that stat? I just drew Which one all with that? Brighton. So, well, so scored in the last ten. You can score one goal in yep. the last ten each of ten games. It doesn't mean you score a lot. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I wasn't taking feedback on him. I was just saying that's the statistics. <laughs> They're the facts, Sam. You but are, the other you one are, is Brighton. You like to bring him. Yeah, I do. And Brighton obviously um are impressing against top three sides. Like they just keep finding a way to get points and staying in games and they just did it again. Graham Harry Potter will be dead happy with his team in ninth <laughs> um at the moment, I think for sure. Unbeaten in the last five. Yeah, top ten. You got to be happy with that. I think that yeah, like they're picking up points against top teams now. They just got to like beat the teams around them. I think like your yeah. Uniteds and your Wolves and your your Leicester. You always a fucking flying. Eh? <laughs> All right, let's let's take the pressure off me for a little bit and move on to what I really want to talk about. Sean, one game, <laughs> the absolute shit show that was the finish to Leicester City two, Tottenham three. I, I don't know where to go with this one, Sean. What do you want to What do you want to talk about? I don't want to talk about it at all, really. <laughs> no, we fun. should. We've got it. We've, just just give me 10. the last 30 seconds. Yeah, I had, um, I'll, I'll, I'll I had take it here, Sean, if you want me to, man. I had a double chance on this game too. I took um, Leicester draw as well. So um, <laughs> I watched the first half, popped out for a coffee at halftime, um, made it back home, enjoying the second half. And, yeah, like I suppose that just preceding that, the game was sort of back and forth a little bit. I feel as though Tottenham had the – the the slightly better chances. I feel as though Leicester controlled the game slightly better. Um, both teams looked most dangerous when um, sort of the other team was in possession or they just turned it over. Like I, I feel as though even though Leicester controlled um, the game and, and possession to start with, they didn't look like they were going to break Spurs down. When Spurs were on the ball um, and had comfortable retained possession, 
they didn't look like they were going to break Leicester down. I feel as though the only time any goals were going to come was in a transition moment. Um, so that was kind of how it went up until the um, sort of the last 15 minutes of the game. But yeah, when Leicester went 2-1 up, I was like, we've done really, really well here to be ahead in this game. Um, and a bit of a mishmash of a starting starting 11. Um, and yeah, then I suppose, yeah, Barn, you can take it from here because I'm still raging. But like, yeah, like I was like impressed with Leicester's performance because yeah, they had a very mishmash lineup and they were pretty defensively solid like throughout the game, literally, pretty much literally up until injury time. And then, yeah, like, I mean, I was a bit frustrated when Bergwijn went down the box and Soyuncu's yelling in his face and I'm like, yeah, well, you get what you sort of deserve. And I was like, that's it. And I started sort of, I was on my, on my work computer, just reading through some emails. And then uh, I yeah, wasn't even watching when the first, uh, that second well, second goal for Tottenham went in. And I was like, holy shit, we've just, we've got out of this one, luckily. Um, that's, uh, that's great. To all, that's like, well, I'll take, I'll take that. Still unbeaten in the league. Yeah. And then as soon as the ball kicked off, Something was, was up, wasn't some, it? Yeah, something was up. Leicester yeah. like very lethargic. Obviously, and, really pissed off. They and just they were real compact. Like, yeah, like yeah. their whole eleven was inside, like just around the center circle. Like they were real compact. And, and I, I agree. As soon as they kicked off, you knew something was not right. I don't know. And you and you they, like I heard some other people talking about it, and they're like, Tillman's could have knocked that back. He could have knocked it to the side. Like he could have knocked it anywhere, but where he did, and nothing would have happened. But he decided to dribble it forward a little. And then try and play a sort of 50-50 pass through a Tottenham like two players. His passing was off all game too. He was he, he got, was bad. He, he got picked off a few times. But that's one time that which I'll um I know we spoke about this on on the on the pod at the start of the week there, where I was like, you stick to your philosophy no matter what. But I think after conceding in the ninety what four ninety fifth at that stage, um, when it to make it two two. Um, and you're at home, and you're just like, oh, we'll just hang on for a draw here. I've got no problem with playing it back to the centre back or the right back, and just playing a massive diag, turn the team around, and see out the last you know minute or thirty seconds there. Um, but yeah, for some reason they were like, the whole team, the whole Tottenham team is set in front of us, so they're set in their blocks. They're everyone's behind the ball. Hey, how about we try and play through them from the start? Like it's yeah. just never going to happen. Got picked off. We're too high, too compact, and. Yeah, Bergwijn. Yeah, Stevie goes, Bergwijn, and, eh? goes and gets. Um, what? How long was he on the pitch for? He only got. He came on in like the 80th minute. 80th we minute. Were, we've yeah. been we've been literally trying to sell him all summer. Oh, sorry, all all um, winter transfer window, and then now he scored two goals. I then there's no way they're selling him now. Really? But I, um, yeah, yeah, that price for him changed his mind pretty quick. No, no, no. I I think I think Conte wants to keep him now and maybe try some stuff because he's always played that position what he came out and did. And apparently that's what Conte said to him is that stay close to Kane, and like him off a striker is really good. Kind of like Son off of Kane's really good. So yeah, I would I wanted to keep him, but they were going to sell him anyway. And I was like, if you're not going to use him, get rid of him. Oh, but, I, um, I like him, and I think yeah. you could keep him. Um, if you could keep him happy and playing, I think he, he'd be great. But the problem is, it, like Harry Kane's always going to play, right? And then the guys who play off him are Moira and um, and Son, and so they're clearly ahead of um, um, ahead of him. So yeah, he's not likely to get sort of many minutes inside. Um, I, th- I think his team. potential is better than Moira. But it's just he doesn't play enough, and Moira is like more consistent. But like potential better than got- Moira. But I feel as though Spurs are a, like a now team. Like, do you know what I mean? You sign Conte to to do something now. You don't sign Conte and and that or Mourinho to win a trophy in five years' time and build something because traditionally those type of managers aren't around for that long. Don't think so. you really sign Mourinho to win a trophy at all these <laughs> days. Yeah, not these Spurs days. Spurs have been building for a long time, so they need to execute <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah, so it's just just infuriating. Like, yeah, so. So frustrating. Um, and then so I was fucking raging at Leicester all day and it was just really they were just really pissed me off of the way they played and especially the last five minutes and how they closed the game out. But then, don't worry, package arrives at the door. Go out there. I've got Leicester strict instructions yet. on all my deliveries <laughs> to leave at the door. But no, this guy insisted on ringing the doorbell. So I go out there. Um, Are we still doing a football pod or is this yeah. some sort of journal for you? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> it's no. just an attack on Ospost. I, I take the package off him. It's my international members package. Um, oh. And oh. so, yeah, I've opened it and I've got a nice little pen from Leicester, which is nicely packaged in a little felt box um, and also a pair of business socks. So, 
yeah, they really won me over there and I'm back oh, on the horse. You can write them a letter about how much you hate them now. Yeah, I, I was writing that letter at that point and I, I scrunched it up. Yeah. How much you pay for that membership? <laughs> you don't uh, say it's, on it's only money. You got to support the boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so are you coming. Yeah. <laughs> have this pen. What, are the socks even club colours or they're just like some uh, messy PSG uh, they're socks? They're black. <laughs> No, they're black with um, like blue trim on them and then they've got the um, iconic um, Premier League champions and FA Cup winners um, logo on the front. Yeah, so. Oh, they're giving out old socks, are they, yeah, from right. a few Wouldn't years know ago? That. Or actually the most <laughs> recent FA Cup, so yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Let's move on to the other game that was played. Man United 3, Brentford 1. Jobber, you're obviously much happier with the boys and your, your fella Rashi. Got to go. Am I? Am I much happier? Well, you, you can't won, be after so that. That, you, yeah. that first half was horrible. <laughs> the whole game was. I, at the moment, no, I agree with good. Thomas Frank. They fucking gutted oh. United in that first half. How strong was he with his wording <laughs> on the press up? He's like, oh, we gutted them in the first half. Absolutely annihilated a team like United. He's he's not far. Like it's not far Calm from down, the truth. Thomas. Like everything everything they did in the first half, they executed well, and everything Manchester United tried, they just. Like, it was brutal. Like, you had Cristiano Ronaldo dropping, like, 30 yards to get the ball. They couldn't figure out how to play through him. The press was awful. Like, it was – everything was just bad. Um, but somehow Manchester United got to the break. Nil all with Brentford on the road. So, like, that's – you know, that deserves to be congratulated. Um, <laughs> and then it's, <laughs> the could have been five days. Yeah, it could have been – you know, worst teams have gone down and got an absolute pummeling does, there. Does Thomas Frank need to be reminded that a game does go for 90 minutes though? So it doesn't matter how much you pummel someone in the first half. If you don't score, you – like – But Brentford doesn't, weren't doesn't bad in the second half. Those go- Like, you notice goals were still kind of against run of play at times, a couple of them, you would say. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the first one, but then like they got the on last top of them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they one got more. once we got on top. I think that goal like broke their spirit because like a lot of what they were doing was like gutsy stuff. And yeah, they were sort yeah, of, scrappy. Like yeah, they they made it. They I don't think they made it scrappy. I think it was just scrappy and it just they thrive them. in that though. Yeah, they always yeah. do. And I think yeah. once McTominay came on, he kind of <laughs> completed that level a bit, and and United looked a bit better, and they got both two of their goals when he came on. I think. Definitely the second, the third one, maybe the second one. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's as much as it is only a three-one win over Brentford. It's got to be something you can take out of it, right, Jobber? Like you, yeah. I don't have shit first half, but like you won, and you like in the end won pretty easily. You got to start yeah. somewhere to build, right? And what, job, sorry, what? Sorry, Halsey. I just want to ask Job real quick. What about the um, Ronaldo reaction? How, how do we feel about that? Justified, um, handled well by Ranić. What do you think? I I just feel like these things are just made into way more than they so need to be. So overanalyzed. Like he's so he's he's a a striker who's been out injured and he's seen a chance to fill his boots. Like of course he's going to be pissed off. And it's not as though he's like stormed off and it's just like he's upset. He's like, yeah, I haven't had a great game. He's a consummate professional and he's walking off being like, that's not my standard. I just think it, there's nothing to that at all. Yeah, so yeah. sell him or not? <laughs> oh, one of them's got to go. And this one. One of them's got to go. Um, or both. But yeah, and like Ragnick pretty. isn't going. No, <laughs> he's going nowhere. Um, no, you can't, you can't sack Ronaldo. Um, no, but look, a win's a win. You've got to take that. But it was a pretty fucking horrendous first half. So hopefully build into the weekend. Good to see Bruno Fernandes back in the goals, obviously. Um, and Anthony Alanga got a nice little goal in there as well. I thought Mason Greenwood um, was quite poor. but. Like there's going to be players coming in out there, so you just don't know. But it was, it wasn't anything to get excited about. Sorry, boys. No, I think the good thing too, like you look at that scoreline, and for me, it's like that's one. It's a pretty three-one is a pretty unjust scoreline for me. But then it's all right because for most United fans, that's all they're going to look at. They don't really watch the games or like check stats or yeah. anything like that. So they'll see three-one. They go, "Cool, <laughs> Manchester United are good again." And then that's all we'll see on Twitter. So that's that's they're the that's, best. They're the biggest football yeah. club in the world. <laughs> Stock price has gone up, baby. Ronaldo is the best ever. Yeah, him or Messi. All right, let's get into the previews for the weekend's game, and we'll start at a relegation six-pointer. We've got Watford versus Norwich City, and after Norwich's win last weekend, they're only one point behind Watford, and somehow they can pull themselves out of the relegation zone if they win here. Do we see Watford giving away this win again? And I will remind you that Watford haven't 
concede haven't not conceded since five managers ago. So, so six games for goals. So can I yeah. build on that, um, Barnes? So since beating Liverpool three 0 in Feb twenty twenty, Watford have conceded at least once in each of their fifteen Premier League home encounters. How about that? Love, love conceding. That's a great stat. Um, I'm not sure why we're talking about this game, except that it's a, I guess, a relegation six-pointer. Six it's more than a title race. Hang, hang on, this yeah, is yeah, I think Sean, Watford are going to beat them. That's what Sean, I reckon. Sean, on your, on got, your stat more there, than Sean, just an airport. <laughs> with the with the twelve, what is it? With that many goals conceded, they've only scored like 15. ten this year. So, like, they, yeah. if they concede, they can't win. Pretty much. It's usually yes. how it goes Well, I, that's how football works. Yeah, you're spot on there. Um, <laughs> no, but but I think that's the problem, isn't it? Like, Wofford just, yeah, they're just absolutely um, leaking goals. Um, and, it's like, it's not as if Norwich score a lot either. So, Norwich scored 14. Wofford scored um, 13. So, yeah, it's tough. Norwich scored 20% of their goals in their last game. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's <laughs> freaking unbelievable. Yeah, that's a great stat. Scored, that, that's a good stat. They scored. They won oh, two one. They scored twenty percent of their goals. I'm up all night researching. Well, think, but he's got a good stat. I was gonna say. And the good oh, thing straight is, straight up the um, dome piece that one, mate. No, I think I think Ranieri's boys will, will get this done. I think Watford will be um, just too good for for Norwich, um, especially at home. Um, and uh, looking for Ben Foster to have a big game. Yeah, the good thing is too, we're recording this podcast at 8 p.m. on a Friday night. The game's at 7 a.m. Saturday. By the time this is uploaded and everyone's listening to it, this game will be done and dusted. And I think Watford are going to take all three points. Anyone else ready? the production schedule. Will, willing to back a team. <laughs> production man Dan won't be happy. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm back in. I'm, no, I'll jump in here. Shut up, Job. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm back in Norwich. Really? I reckon they're going to build oh. on last week's shock win. And I reckon they're, they're going to. Gonna win again, I reckon. So Barney, I'll just I'm gonna go against you there. Watford's last win was against the mighty Manchester United um in December. I I just I can't get my head around why Watford are so shit. I think they're better than Norwich. I think Watford will win this game. I think so too. I think so too. All right. Watford yeah. it is from the from the pod. Watford, what, I'll go Norwich. I'll stick with Norwich. <laughs> just dis- disregard <laughs> yeah. Barney's perspective completely. I'm with you. All right. Uh Next one we got here, Man United versus West Ham. Sean, are you straight in here with some hot news? Yeah, oh, not some hot news. I'm just the main thing for me coming into this game, um, and probably the question on everyone's lips, not just mine, is what sort of uh, reception will David Moyes get back at his old club? That's that's what everyone wants to know, <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, he got United to where they are now, so yeah. there's going to be a lot of love for him. <laughs> he's, he's put us in this fucking dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, the big question there is what's the reception for Jaylings, I think. But more importantly, boys, this is a Champions League six pointer. So Manchester United win this game and they go above West Ham. I'll repeat that. They will go above high-flying West Ham. That's a huge leap. Massive and expected to. It's also a trial for Declan Rice, more importantly. Like, what's going to happen come July? Declan's going to probably come across index to Scotty McTominay. So there's a lot of narrative in this game. You're going to break up McFray. So I think the question... (laughs) Yeah. The question um, that's on all our minds at this stage, I think, is like you kind of touched on their job. If Jesse Lingard scores, does he celebrate? Or does he do the muted there's celebration? Because no he was there for a yeah, week and a half, wasn't no he? There's no way he's going to get on the yeah, pitch. He won't get him um, No. <laughs> yeah, it's a low it's, chance. It's Sean, I'll be the Big Mac and Rice next year. But um, I, I, I'm really – yeah, Hang I'm on, really... is this your diet or is this your centre midfield? <laughs> <laughs> Carb heavy. Um, no, look, really excited about this one. This, this for me is the game of the weekend. I know we're going to talk later about Chelsea Tottenham, but no one really cares. This is absolutely critical for the season. So Manchester United need to, a much better performance. West Ham, their form of late has been patchy and so have their performances. And it's just going to be interesting to see if we get that maguire Varane combination and how they're going to handle my oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Mikel Antonio, plus obviously Jared Bowen's having a good old time as well. So there's a lot of threats West Ham, but Manchester United still have a shitload of quality in that team. Um, surely you go, Halsey. You go. Oh, I was going to say, surely you don't. He's not going to start Maguire now, would he? Club captain, mate. I'd say An- so. Antonio's going to have him on skates. Yeah, but he's going to fucking bully Lindelof. That's true. Like he would, he would genuinely. Bl- and Lind- Lindelof can't head the ball. Either. Like yeah, I know but- it's not a huge attribute yeah. if you're trying to play. 
He bullies most people. Yeah, though. but Maguire's Maguire's better suited for that than Lindelof, definitely. But Magu- yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced, but I'd like to see it play out anyway. You know who you really need, Jobbit? You really need Bay back. You need him back oh, from Afghan. Wild card by the shop <laughs> No, look, is it, you boys are really irking me here, so I'm going to just press on. Um, it is seriously a huge game this weekend, and if they do win, it does just change like the picture so much if we can just sort of reel them in a bit, um, get towards Champions League spot. But I am genuinely quite nervous, and, yeah, I – think West Ham should definitely start favourites and are probably the better team right now, but hopefully we can get like a tactical masterclass. And I am I am kind of excited because obviously West Ham like to sit off and they don't have that much of the ball and Manchester United like to press. So I just don't know who's going to have the ball because neither team should really. Another team wants it. All right. Next one here, Southampton versus Man City. Was the last time these two played when the last time Man City lost in the league? Yeah, might have been. Because I remember when Southampton beat them, where they drew early in the season, it was, or was it a win? I think it was 1-0, wasn't it? Southampton was it like 2019? 2019. <laughs> it was probably either side of an 8-0. No, the, the last time they played was um, 0-0. 0 that's right. Crystal Palace beat City. Mm, maybe it was yeah. the year before. And then yeah, before yeah, that, right. Man City beat them 5-2, 1-0. Then Southampton beat them 1-0 on the 5th of July, 2020. Ah, yeah. That's what I'm but I think th- nah, this has this has five nil written all over it. Ooh, I, this yeah. feels like one of those <laughs> games. Like I know we spoke about this in a couple of pods um, at various stages, where you just think like City are just such strong favourites, and that, yeah, they're just going to batter a team. And I think this is going to be it this weekend. I'm expecting five from Man City, and I think Mares is home early from Afcon from uh, yeah. Algeria's poor performance, Not so that. that's a boost if he, if he wants to start. But like, 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 like quarantine period, shake out whatever yeah, yeah, thing yeah. he's picked yeah. up, and then uh, he'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, apparently, stop over by Dubai um, on the way home. <laughs> apparently, um, Thomas Party was like only right back eight hours before the game, and I think his performance probably yeah, showed. That. I did hear that. Yeah, but I think yeah. Man City squad's too big, so even if Mares comes back and he's trained a day or two, like they're, they're not going to like move. What? Well, yeah. You why know, would you? Um, yeah, Grealish or, or Foden aside, who, who have been training and fit, so yeah, no no troubles there. To be to be fair on that, actually, Barney, I think what happened with uh, Partey too is that uh, he's used to those games finishing at the eighty fifth minute, so he didn't know what to do after <laughs> there, and that's why he ended up with the two yellow cards and that horrific yeah. tackle. He thought they were in that post match brawl. So, I was, so was going to say he rushed in. home to put a tenner on um, Granite Jacket to get a yellow card. Just a cool sixty grand, yeah. <laughs> Put his AFCON payment straight to the pokes. All right. Uh, next game here, Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. I'll just remind you, Josh, before we get into this, that Crystal Palace are Liverpool's official bogey team. They've had a lot of good draws and wins against we beat them, them seven over the past. Mm. Not, Ancient not last year. history, yeah. Josh. I'm going to put myself out here and I'm going to say Crystal Palace will win this game. I don't like I don't all like right. that call at all. Let me just run through the last couple of fixtures. Liverpool three 0 Liverpool two 0 yeah, Liverpool seven 0 Liverpool four 0 Um this will be another drumming fucking and, bogey team. Uh, I, hear I don't think at Did any you? point I don't think at any point Liverpool will regret selling Benteke. That's all I'm gonna say. No, I don't think they ever have. <laughs> all all, 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 I, all, all I wanna say here is that <laughs> mi- all I remember is the Mille Yedinak free kick to Draw the game three all. Yeah, I know what you're thinking of back in um yeah back when Stevie G slipped in that year. That's what you're throwing back to. That's ancient. <laughs> never history. forget. Never forget. <laughs> I say. I mean, it, it's not. It's still up here. It's still up here a lot. I see it every night before bed. But um, yeah. No, nah, well, I don't think there's much to, to really say. I think Liverpool should should win this comfortably. Um, it just depends on whether they got their finishing boots on or not because the boys won't be back in time for this one. Well, they're both going through to the yes. knockout stage, so I don't think they're going to be back yeah, for another couple of matches. Annoying. At least, right? Yeah. Um, can we have a quick word yeah. on the form of um, Conor Gallagher and uh, what we think his future holds? Will he stay at Palace? Will he head back to Chelsea or will he go to Newcastle? I'd love to see him in Newcastle. only options. Him and John Joe running things in the midfield. He's, I, I think, he's been involved I think in he will... 10 Premier League goals in 18 appearances. That's not that great. Good. Um, going to be I, nineteen. I think tomorrow. he will go back to Chelsea and he'll try and get a spot. So he's going to spend a year 
on the bench at Chelsea and then he'll end up somewhere else that won't be Palace. Yeah, well, at least Callum Hudson-Odoi will have someone to sit next to. That'll be good. He's too much of a grafter for someone like Chelsea, I think, because they've already got Kante, so... Yeah. He kind of plays at similar, like, Mason Mount role, and they've already got Mason Mount, so I don't know know where they're going to fit him in in that team. Yeah, it kind of feels like it's the right player at the right place at the right time for this Palace team. Like all those things have come into yeah. and like you know he can do he can do whatever he wants he won't get that license at Chelsea like so yeah. I just don't think like, if I'm him I'm off to Newcastle because yeah. they'll build the team around you and yeah. you get checks and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah you can have a great time up north or if you put a high enough price tag on him United might come sniffing <laughs> that's true uh, <laughs> he's for a deal. <laughs> They do have a good deal. <laughs> if, he played, oh. if he played higher and wider, we'd probably have a crack at him. But, like, yeah, no. Yeah. No I, can't, I can't wait for United to be linked with Rice all off-season. They go for him and they just end up with Conor Gallagher and try and jam him into that defensive <laughs> midfield role. That will be a great off-season story. And Donny's story. still on the bench. Donny will still be on the bench for sure. All righty. Next one here, we've got Arsenal versus Burnley. Bottom of the table, Burnley now officially after they lost last weekend and Norwich won. Don't worry. They've got like 16 games in their back pocket they've got to catch up on, so potential for points there. But do they have a chance against Arsenal? They've been a bit shaky recently. Xhaka might be back, but Partey's gone. Sean O, what's the situation? Yeah, I don't think so. I think, yeah, Burnley's form is just not good enough. I think Arsenal will have too much for them. Um, Arsenal... Have been a little bit more consistent in this um, this middle part of the season, and I think that'll hold them in good stead. I think they'll they'll beat Burnley. I feel as though this will be a comfortable victory as well. This kind of feels like um, you know Man City um, and the Liverpool game, where I just think uh, there's going to be a golf between the the teams, and I think Arsenal will come out on top. Yeah, I think um, if the game doesn't get postponed, because these both of these teams seem to be a bit prone to that lately. Um, yeah, I think Arsenal are going to come out on top, even even with you know Partey out and Xhaka, if he is or isn't there. I think they've just got too much too much for Burnley at this stage. In Burnley, in Burnley's really defence, I don't think they postpone a lot. I think they get postponed against a lot. Like every every postponed team, on, plays and Arsenal and postpone a lot. Or they get stuck in the snow. So how long since uh, Burnley yeah, played a help. football match though? Uh, As in, like, is that a, is that a shot at their style, like, or is it actually like last time they set foot on the pitch? Yeah. <laughs> no, last time they set foot on the pitch would be how long ago now? It, would it was be last week. They played Leeds, yeah. <laughs> Leeds on the third of January. Is it? Are you sure there hasn't been an FA Cup <laughs> game about in there? Weeks ago. Or FA Cup? Yeah, I'm talking about league game. So the last ah. league game was on the third of January. That is. Considering this is supposed it's to like be an off-season. a busy period, yeah, they have played fuck all football. I don't think that's going to do them any good. I think at this stage of the season, you want to be in a rhythm, um, and they are far from it. But it is it is a short turnaround for Arsenal, and if they have actually had the COVID problems that they suggest, um, like you know, there'd be a question about the freshness of their squad. And Burnley, there's really no excuse. So you're so. Tim Burnley, all right. Yeah, all right. I'll go with Burnley. You're a fucking go idiot, on. mate. They'll get trounced. <laughs> I'll take yeah, the upset as well on this one. Oh, Thanks, Sam. I'll, all right. I'll go for it. Put 60K on it. Producer man, Dan, uh, actually clip this bit out. <laughs> Is Xhaka playing? I'll put 65K on it then. All right. And him getting a red this time. <laughs> it's almost guaranteed these days. All righty. So Leicester City versus Brighton. Shauno, will you still be raging at kickoff or will it have subsided by then? Another six-pointer it is, boys, this one as well. Six-pointer for um, ninth position. They all are these days. Um, yeah, they, these two teams are, yeah, just, uh, what, ninth and tenth. Um, Leicester with a couple of games in hand compared to, to Brighton. Um, we've been struck down with a spicy cough, so the boys just couldn't play through. Um, but, yeah, I think it's an interesting fixture. I think, um, yeah, Brighton have obviously done um, pretty well more recently, relatively consistent. Um, haven't lost in the last five. Leicester typical with their form of uh, draw, loss, win, loss, win. So, yeah, very, very up and down um, Leicester at the moment. So it is a little bit difficult to pick. Um, but I think I'm probably going to go with the draw then, um, given that 
that case. But yeah, Brighton are playing some um, really nice football at the moment and good to see Lamptey sort of back and, and playing more minutes. He didn't play a full 90, but he's getting there. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if he can get back um, to the form that uh, sort of had bigger clubs sniffing around him. Sure, no, I did. I don't want to rub it in, but on the earlier pod this week, I did mention that Leicester can't win against Tottenham because they won their last Correct. game. Yeah, and I was glad to be justified in that in that making that call. So yeah, it was. Now that they've lost, I think it's open. It's opened it right up for Leicester, they and they've again. got a real big chance here to win again. I suppose that that means that they are consistent then. Because they win and then no, the, t- the term you're looking for is inconsistent. It's the opposite. Consistently of inconsistent. Consistently inconsistency. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's yeah. the one. Because you generally put those together. Um, no, so oh, I'm going to go with Brighton here. I just Leicester City are just all over the shop. Their defence sometimes is just spectacularly terrible. Um, and I think you'll get a Brighton win and a Neil Morpay goal just to add a bit something to it. Oh yeah, Spicy. nice little turn in the box again. You reckon? Oh, I'd love to see that again. <laughs> That was good, yeah. I'll go watch that after the pod. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'd like to see Brighton win this, but uh, just with Leicester coming off a loss, they're due for a win or a draw. Maybe I'll tip the draw on this one. That'll be all right. Score yeah. draw would be nice. Hopefully Leicester have enough players not to play Hums at uh, Chowdhury at uh, centre-back. That'll be good. Oh, he looked <laughs> fucking <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, man, he looked panicked every time he was on the ball, and every time he didn't have the ball, he's like, I'm going to kick something here. If it moves, I'm swinging at it. Legs, whatever. <laughs> Referee come past him, he didn't care. He's a centre midfielder by trade though, right? Yeah, centre midfielder. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. a carpenter. Um says <laughs> on his resume. Yeah. You know, on those like, obscure FA Cup games where he's like, oh, yeah, he's a plumber during the day and then he plays um, left wing. Can he get the part-timers do him? He's the, yeah. he's the club accountant. Mm-hmm. All righty. And the last game here is... Chelsea versus Tottenham, definitely the game of the week. Don't worry about watching that United-West Ham game. So, obviously, big fixture here. And I didn't realize until I looked just uh, before the pod, Tottenham are not far off Chelsea at the moment. If you take into account as well the game, games in hand, like they're really sniffing around there in that, that sort of third position. So, this is a big, big game for them. And, if I mean, if we can get something from it, that would be huge. But judging by the last two performances against Chelsea, I'd say it's probably going to be pretty cut and dry for them. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be a pretty good game, actually, because Chelsea aren't really that great anymore, and I don't see them coming out of this form slump for a while. And then you've got Tottenham, who I guess you'd say they're kind of coming good or better. I guess like they're not in the league as yes. horrible as they were. Yeah, yeah, they weren't as horrible as they were earlier in the year. So you c- they could kind of meet in the middle and uh, and make it a good contest. I don't know. Yeah, what do you guys well, think? I, I think it's a good time to get Chelsea at the moment. Um, if you're looking to take points off them, yeah, as opposed to getting them earlier on in the season when they're and they're blitzing teams and stuff like that. So I think you probably got them at a good time. Um, Spurs have won their last two London derbies, having lost. Five in a row before this. So on a bit of a roll here, Barn. I, th- I think it's going to be a tight one, um, but I think just the class of Chelsea will get them through this game. So I th- I'm going to pick um, Chelsea just by the one goal for a tight mm, game. And Barney, I'm, I'm glad everyone waited for me to go last because um, I just wanted to refresh your memory about how shit Spurs were against Chelsea in the AFL Cup. There's an upward trajectory in the league um, and obviously Chelsea – going the other way, but I just really want to hone in on that Tottenham inferiority complex that exists in that club. Like you, you are just a mid-table club and this tends to come out in games like this. Anything else you want to dig it, dig yeah. your heels into, yeah, mate? Yeah. No, I was just, again, <laughs> yeah, really. again, Tottenham is shit. Worst shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your manager's got air plugs. You're a banter club. <laughs> Harry Kane couldn't hit a barn door with a machine gun. I just, I just think this is where you're, this is where you're like, your oh, West Spurs kicks in because you're like, as you said, you're sort of placing yourself nicely to make a real push, but then you'll get into fourth or something and remember your Spurs and just butcher it. No, wait, I feel like I'll, these. Hang on, sorry, Barn, just real quick. I'll let you know if you if you're going to win or lose this game, Barn. Um, how how do you feel about um, Spurs at the moment? Um, and do you think you're on the cusp of something? Because <laughs> 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 if he said, it, what do you what do you think, Barn? You're on the cusp. Do you think something's good's about to happen? 
Oh, like just oh, you mean like actually winning a trophy or just winning a game yeah, against well, like, no, oh, a trophy? Just, just a you're still fucking Tottenham. <laughs> what are those? Oh, oh, like we're building, but we're building slowly. All right, there you go, boys. Yeah, they're awesome. about to get all crumbling down. That's how they get your barn. They're, <laughs> they're really right into creamed. that bit, and then bang, you get your back, and you're like, oh, Cut, that's right. Pull the old we left side hasn't. Conte hasn't lost in the league since he took there over. There you go. So. The hope that kills you. Yeah, so, he's, <laughs> so it's going to go south, mate. That's a shit Come stat. on. How many times do you have to go through this till you realise? As soon as they get like an inkling <laughs> that they're going to have some sort of success or someone's like, yeah. oh, it's a semi-final. Or what happens if you win the final? As, oh, you win a trophy. Oh, no, we, we don't do as that. As soon as someone here. picks a um, ripped up season ticket off the floor and starts to glue it back together, that's when you know things are going to rapidly <laughs> fall apart again. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, Barney, I wouldn't be taking... Uh, just so you know, uh, Jobber, the person giving the most lip here, uh, his team are currently two games ahead of Tottenham and a point behind them in seventh place. So, yeah, awfully yeah, lippy well, for a guy. <laughs> well placed. Well placed. <laughs> just, just for that late <laughs> Winks-like push. Oh, yeah, all right. No, but, but yeah, it's... um. It does see, that inferiority already complex does seem to come out against Chelsea more so than any of the other big teams I find as well, like that London rivalry and they're like a top club. Like City, yeah, you sort of expect it a little bit, and but then we get a few wins over them here and there. Liverpool sometimes, maybe not so much recently, but like Chelsea, it's always like I never feel like we're going to win. Just always feel like we're going to lose against Chelsea. Maybe that's a chance to win now that you just got no hope. Yeah. That's when they pull a rabbit out of the hat, yeah. won't they? I, d- I don't know. The two go yeah. hand in hand, but anyway, we'll see how it goes. It's, uh, it's going to be spicy no matter what happens. But, um, yeah, hopefully Spurs boys can get a win. All right, that's it for the games. Jobber, you know I'm going to ask, is the is the no. email account empty? Empty. Have you checked it? Yeah, checked it on the way in. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's good. So if you want to get in touch with us, email footballpodandpaper at gmail.com, Facebook, footballpodandpaper, Instagram at footballandpaper, Twitter at footballandpuds. Barney, give us an intro for your NFT podcast as well. Uh, this week we'll be running through non-fudgeable tokens and how you can win just like Jobber does every week. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. 